folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that music because it means it's time for another episode of the Rec Poker Podcast. It's the forums edition tonight. I'm your host, Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game. And if you want to find out more about me, you can go to rec.poker slash crew and you can learn about all the wonderful members of the Rec and Crew. Uh, why don't we just hear from a few of them right now and they can tell you all about themselves. I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter or 5x5 on PokerStars. I'm John Somsky, and I am Poker Geek MN everywhere. I'm Keith Brandt, and I am Monkey System everywhere. I'm Kim Kilroy. I am Fergie56 on the home game and PetBat or PetBat33 on all other platforms. I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 just about everywhere. And I also want to thank our fantastic sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, and Website Amp. And I want to thank all our premium members for their support. It helps us so much uh, to have you pledging that 15 bucks a month. And it gets you access to the podcast, like our excellent fans here, Stuart and Joseph, who have been dropping some knowledge on us in the chat. And uh, it's just one way that you can help us out. If you don't know what Rec Poker is all about, you've probably figured it out by now. We're kind of this crew. We're this group. We like learning together. We like sharing our love of poker with each other and with the rest of the world. And mostly we like just beating everybody, taking all their chips and uh, getting better at poker by studying together, uh, but doing so in a positive way. So come join up for a free account right now. Go to rec.poker. All it takes is an email address and a smile. So it's Monday night. And like every Monday, we're chatting poker. We are taking a post from the Rec Poker Forums, and we're going to talk about it here on the air. So this uh, this week, we are taking a post from We is the username. We uh, is a recreational player, like many of our members, who is kind of struggling with putting in the volume. And we hear about this a lot when people are talking about putting in the volume, talking about sort of getting uh, to achieve the, the long-term goal of uh, actually realizing their, uh, their variance. So for most recreational players, this is just not going to happen. Um, you're never going to play enough hands to be uh, to actually get the big picture unless you're just playing a lot, a lot, a lot of poker. Um, professional players play all the time. They don't have other jobs. You know, they famously neglect their loved ones <laughs> and themselves. Uh, it's a real, you know, it's a real commitment in, in your life to put in the kinds of hundreds of thousands, you know, millions of hands that it takes to to sort of get to that level with it. But that's not what we're doing. We're recreational players. We like having, we like getting better. We enjoy winning, um, but we have to balance it with other things in our lives. So we says, you know, I work full time. When I get home from work, I'm tired. Uh, I get dinner. I have dinner with the family. Um, and then even if I do have time to play, I'm not at my best. You know, he's not feeling alert and focused and ready to play his A game. Um, He's not enjoying the current volume of play and feels like he doesn't have the ability or time to invest in it, uh, what he'd like to. So he's looking for some tips or maybe just some folks that are kind of sharing their own experiences in this way, how to balance a life that includes a love of poker with other parts of your life. And uh, there's some great responses in the forum post. So one's by the head dog, uh, Steve Fredland himself. And I'll start with this one and then I'll throw it open to the panel here. So Steve says, thanks for this post. I think it's an important one. My first question to you would be, why do you play poker? 
And, you know, there's a, a number of great responses here. And uh, uh, Steve goes into more detail. This is something Steve's so good at. But it really is the most important here. Why do you play poker? Like, what are you hoping to get out of poker? Why is poker fun for you? Is fun even why you're playing? Um, so why don't we just start right there? Um, sometimes it's hard for us to think about, like, how do we judge success? in poker, for instance, because we're recreational players. And I think when you're a professional player, you keep score by the amount of money in your wallet. Um, but as recreational players, we have to have a different way to, to keep score. John, do you have any thoughts on that or, or other parts of being a recreational player? Well, yeah. So I think it, it really does come down to what Steve said. Why do you play poker? Um, very few recreational players are playing in order to make a living from it. Uh, most recreational players look at their bankroll more as a poker budget than an actual bankroll. Mm. Now, you also have to figure out, okay, so what is it you like about it? I'll talk about myself for a little bit because I actually know what I try to get <laughs> out of it. For me, it's a sense of competition. It, it's a way to play a game and enjoy myself. Um, I would not enjoy, I don't enjoy going and putting $100 down on red and spinning the roulette wheel. You know, it's not just the gambling aspect. It is the competition. I like to play in games where I feel it is at least conceivable I could have an edge. Whether I do or not is debatable, but it's at least conceivable I could. So. For me, that's what I'm trying to get out of it. Now, what I get out of it, that means I don't want to go and I don't want to just go and play badly. If I'm really not feeling it, I don't go and play poker. And it's not so much that I don't want to lose the money. It's just that for me, if I'm not going to play at least somewhat competently, it's not an enjoyable experience. It's not what I am trying to get out of it. So. What that ends up being for me is I am very swingy, particularly in the amount of live poker I play. I just this weekend, I played for the first time live this year. And I could tell I had some rust I needed to shake off. So what I tend to try to do is I play in bursts. I try to get a weekend where I can play two or three times or I get a month where I know I'm going to be able to play several times. And then I might not play for another month or two uh, live in particular. I always, you know, make time for all of the rec poker games, of course. Uh, but that's the way I choose to handle it. I don't do, I'm not regular about it because life gets in the way. I have a lot of demands on me for work. Uh, and I'm fine with that. I, I play when I can. And the I've been playing for, well, as we mentioned during Marek Madness, I've been playing <laughs> longer than some people ha listening have been alive. So, you know, it, it's natural for that to wax and wane over time. And uh, I basically play when I want to play. Sounds like he's got it all figured out, doesn't he, folks? Um, that there are some really good responses here uh, in the in the forum post. So there's one from Sir Gasleek who says, 
who's in a similar situation. And it's really fun. It, like, it's really comforting to see all these people responding in the forums, feeling similarly, and also sort of feeling challenged to make room for this hobby that we love so much because, you know, life is hard. Life is busy, especially if you have a job and a family, um, heaven forbid other pursuits <laughs> that you also enjoy. Um, but poker is one of those games that, you know, your time is well rewarded. The more, the more time you spend on it, the more time you spend actively thinking about it, the better you get. Um, and you know, what John said about, uh, having sort of like a budget, um, for your, for your play is also true. Um, just like with any other hobby, you know, you make, if your hobbies are movies, then you have time in the month when you're going to go watch movies, you've got a, a movie budget. Um, if you're, if it's sailing or kites, you know, you, you have to make time for that and you have to, you know, get a boat or build a kite. Um, so those are all things. Now, poker is nice because you can make money doing it as well. And you can also, you know, through skill and you can also just get lucky and make some money doing it. So like, I see why that's a, a nice perk, uh, for some personally, I, I I'm like, John, I enjoy the competition of it. I like, I like it when I'm trying my best and other people are trying their best and I beat them. That's, that's sort of what I enjoy. And there's only so many arenas left uh, for people of my old age uh, to take advantage of that kind of dynamic. And poker has been one that I've, that I've really enjoyed. Um, so Sir Gasleek says, for instance, in, in their response, that they get up early in the mornings. And that's where they make time for things that they don't have time for throughout the day. Um, this is a great... Uh, this is a great example. It's hard, but, but, but it's hard to do if you're like an MTT player, it's not like you can just get up two hours earlier in the morning and go get your poker out of the way before nine when, when it's time to get the kids uh, to school and that kind of thing. So that was my response here was kind of about game selection and choosing the kind of poker that actually naturally fits in your life. Um, Because ultimately you don't really want your life to revolve around poker you want poker to fit around the other things in your life that are important, like your job and your family and getting a proper sleep and feeling, you know, like you're um, fulfilling your own obligations to yourself. So, you know, for me, that meant more single table tournaments or playing cash or other things that I can dip into and dip out of, uh, you know, working from home, uh, if I've got paperwork I'm doing, I can have a screen up in the background. Uh, so for me, that was one of the reasons why I like playing cash online because I, and I also know I've got about a three hour a game window where if I, I've noticed a lot of it, my, my, my thinking just is not as sharp after three hours, uh, multi-tabling. So if I'm going to be putting in a session, it's just better for me to, to plan to do it for three hours. And that kind of means that unless it's Sunday and I'm playing a big schedule um it's mostly going to be cash games and, and smaller tournaments but uh, rob or chris it's race yeah i uh i don't play a lot of poker online i prefer playing live personally what i do at home is i do a lot of studying i play in the home game whenever i can um if i'm going to play any online poker i might play a little cash might play a sit and go on the weekends, I might dedicate enough time to actually play a full MTT. But for the most part, even even being retired, I don't spend a lot of time playing poker online. But I still have poker very much involved in my day-to-day life and what I do. 
And most of that is, like I say, reading, studying, talking to you, great folks here about poker, posting in forums, you know, reading Discord, you know, keeping railing everybody else that's playing and, and doing those types of things. So it stays very much a part of my life so that when I do get there and get able and, and able to play in a session, I'm not too stale. It's still very much part of what I do most of the time. So I don't really worry about dedicating time for poker necessarily. I just uh, do other things. Yeah, I was, I mean, I, I love that. And I, I kind of goes on one of the things that Taylor said in his post too, and, and, and stems from what Steve asked about why you play poker. I think a number of people have talked about competition as being an angle. I think, you know, there is potentially you could do it because you want to make some extra income, but like for me, what it really comes down to is um, the challenge. Like I, 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 it's, it's an intellectual challenge. It's something that I can continuously try to think about and improve. It's a fascinating game that has sort of an infinite number of possibilities to explore. And I think that's what makes the game so interesting and seductive. And and to me, it's like just a really cool game and one that I want to understand better. I want to play better. I want to challenge myself to do better at, and that can keep me going. If I don't have as much time to play, I can, I can go into study sessions. I can go look back at hand. I can do that for 30 minutes. I can look back at an old, I mean, you know, we do that with episodes. We look back at hand histories. There's all these things you can do in these small chunks of time, but if that's not what's driving you, and and you're worried about the volume. I mean, I have tons of friends that poker is just a really fun outlet and it's more of a social outlet than anything else. You know, they get together, they put $20 on the table, they play some poker on a Friday night, they drink some beers and they're, you know, and, and if they make a mistake, that's all, you know, it's just fun. And maybe that's part of what, you know, like part of what you should also be asking yourself, like if that's part of your motivation, because that's a fine, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You don't have to be this, you don't have to be motivated by challenge or money or competition. If it's just the social fun part of the game, then find that as more of an outlet for yourself. Like don't go play in really hyper-competitive card room environments where you're going to be up against people who are taking the game very seriously find yourself a home game with some friends where you can just you know you can shoot the shit and you know be done with your life you know you can just move on so um anyway you know just really identifying what your motivation is and then finding the right outlet for it i think is is the right approach and I think I actually, it was uh, Torinar is the member who mentioned earlier about uh, getting up earlier. There is a great response here from Sir Gasleek as well. And um, Taylor Moss, um, who most of our listeners will recognize, also says, you know, it's something that he's been going through himself a lot. Uh, and the best advice he can give is to use this, uh, build a structure that you can follow and have the best schedule for yourself. Um so he's, Taylor says, you know, I work 40 hours a week, have a family. I'm in the same boat for a lot of these issues. Um, and he even overloaded himself with online volume uh, back when COVID started. And he says, here's what works for me. Study more. This has helped keep my motivation high, but I can very easily control my schedules. This is kind of like what Chris is talking about. I could study one hour, then go watch TV and get to bed at a reasonable hour. Uh, two, define a play schedule. Know when you plan on playing, what you plan on playing, and how often you're playing. 
Uh, Taylor tries to play only two days a week, play in shorter late registration tournaments, gravitate towards turbos, but not hyper turbos. That's what works for him. And uh, if you're having less fun, take a break. He says he's taken big hiatuses from poker before, uh, not playing for a few months at a time when it became less fun. And there's no reason you have to force yourself to play, um, which it sounds like something that uh, Elvita is getting to here as well. Um, I think if you need to ask yourself, why in God's green earth am I playing slash studying in this game if it isn't fun? I mean, like you said here, Joe, I can't think of a worse hobby if it's not enjoyable. <laughs> Maybe live grenade catcher. <laughs> yeah, I think that one, uh, that's that's up there on the list, I think. Um, because for God's sake, people, you know, our time on this life uh, and this earth is short. If, if, if you're spending something and it's not making you millions of dollars or it's just tickling you deliciously pink or it's something that's like really important to you or somebody else, for God's sake, why are you spending time on it? So I couldn't agree more. If you don't love it, you know, find something that you love and spend your time doing that instead. Um, so I guess before we go, why don't, why, if, if uh, anyone else is interested in just sharing what they like about poker or what, uh, what parts of the game they enjoy or what keeps them coming back or what success they've had, um, balancing it with other parts of their games too. Yeah. I just like the fact that it's uh, an excuse to go see different places around the world. Mm. Like we're, we're traveling to Ireland next week Yep, and we can go there and we can meet people that we've met maybe in, um, UK or in the USA and meet up with people we've met, you know, all over the world and have the same interests. And it's just an excuse to travel and see new places, you know, with the same interests and travel with people that you enjoy the, the, the game with. Yeah, it's, it has been great. I'll say this, like the people that I've met just through my study of poker, um, You know, we've we've made some real friends here with uh, with rec poker people um, because we think about things the same way. You know, we start right. talking about something that we have in common. All of a sudden, it, we, it turns out we have more in common, and you know that's how that's how friends are made. Um, so I think I think that's a great answer, Stu. And I think it also depends. You know, really, what just like Steve asked at the top, like what are you? Um, why do you play poker? And I think. If you're thinking about it with like volume goals in mind, those are really just related to earning, essentially. Um, here, Keith, did you have something you wanted to jump in there? Yeah, I, I think it's important to have goals. Um, like for, uh, I'll just share my personal. I'm retiring in about a year and a half, and I'm very busy in my job right now. It knocks the stuffing out of me, especially at this time of year. Um, and but I, I think you do want to maintain a contact with the game just to to keep yourself sharp in it mm. and then uh, once i retire i'm going to act more like a grinder you know but uh, i want to be ready to kind of move into that next phase of my life and be able to do that yeah and, but, all, but also like what what Stu uh said i don't go all over the world doing it but I, it gets me out of the house yeah so so i, I like going to the live tournaments um I haven't been to any uh, live cash games in quite a long time, but uh, it's just, it's an excuse to get out of the house too. So, and it's a way to keep the mind sharp. If, if it's meeting all your goals, you got to have the goals to begin with. Yeah, that's a good point. 
And then I guess it's just the, you know, setting smart goals that you can control. So if you yeah. want to have goals, like a number of, like a volume number of hours, you're going to play a number of hours, you're going to study. Those are good goals to have a goal to like, I'm going to make a thousand dollars playing poker this month. That's a terrible goal. That's not something that you have any control over. Um, yeah, you want to have a goal like I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play 20 hours this month, or I'm going to play 40 hours this month, or something like that. Something that you can control because you might lose five thousand dollars, or you might win five thousand dollars. You don't know how it's going to go. Yep, that's right. Uh, Joe, I saw you uh, earlier. Was there something you wanted to jump in with? Yeah, I, I just think too. I, you know, maybe this sounds like a rec poker advertisement or something like that. But you know, there, there's a ton of stuff out there to watch, and most of it is geared toward people who want to be crushers uh, in playing poker. And I, I've never been drawn to those sites because I think they're unrealistic for most people in terms mm-hmm. of volume that they could put in and time that they could put in. And if you listen to them too long, you start to feel very inadequate in terms of the time you're putting in how you're doing, how much money you're making. And none of it's realistic anyway, because people don't make that much money playing poker, to be honest. It's so much easier to make money doing something else. So you have to find reasonable people to listen to, to make those goals for yourself, or you're always going to be jumping under the bar. I love that. I think that's, that's bang on. Um, and there's also, you know, a comment here from Eric Anderson, who's a great uh, poster in our forums, says, you know, he has trouble with subscriptions as well. Like we have a limited amount of time to spend just studying different things as well. And I think a lot of us have this, uh, oh, I'm going to get the subscription here and this subscription and this subscription because they're all valuable and you get a good lifetime sale or something like that. But then we can also kind of feel overwhelmed at the amount of information that's out there available for us to study and that can even make studying feel like a daunting thing um so you know i'll do my own little pitch for rec poker that's one of the things i love about our learning with partners program is you can get 15 minutes of free content from most of the elite training sites out there uh, for free with your premium membership every month a little taster's choice of all the different kinds of training available um, and that's just included with your rec poker uh, premium membership because uh, those sites know that serious, thoughtful, amateur poker players like us that want to get better um, are going to have different ways of learning. We're going to want with we're going to want to learn from different people with different styles. Uh, we're going to have different amounts of time, just like our our, our correspondent here, we uh, is saying in here. So finding that right fit, finding that right fit for your life, like we're talking about, um, is really the most important part of it because. Unless you're going to be doing this for a living, which again, I wouldn't recommend to most people. And I'm sure most serious people would also not recommend that to most people. Um, there's got to be another another reason why you're, why you're doing it. Um, I guess my last thought before uh, in, I'll, I'll wrap this up, unless anyone else has any other thoughts, is, you know, just for me personally, I think I enjoy talking about poker as much as I enjoy playing it. Like, I think I enjoy even just academically studying it on my own, doing my stupid colored charts and stuff that I put together when I'm working out ranges and that kind of stuff, decision trees. Like, I'm just the kind of nerd that actually enjoys that uh, as much as playing, maybe even more sometimes, depending on who's at the table. (laughs) But um, so you got to like find the parts of it that you do love and make time for those things. And for some of you, it might be just playing. Uh, for some of you, it might be studying in a certain way, you know, listening to podcasts passively, that kind of thing. These can all be like different spokes on your wheel of poker. Um, 
and just find find the way uh find the room in your life that that they fit and voyage on and write in email me jim at rec.poker tell me some success stories about how you've uh managed to combine your recreational love of poker with a rich and fulfilling life um in other parts of your life so that we can bottle it and go sell it go down to wsop and tell people how they can not only be amazing poker players but also actually enjoy the other parts of their lives (laughs) all right well um let me see uh is there anything else that we should get into here when we uh Talk about volume and sort of expectations and how to make the most out of it. Doesn't seem like it. Um, I really want to thank we uh, for writing in here. This was great. And uh, Steve Fredland, who responded. Also, uh, some other responders here. Torinar, Gas Leak, Taylor Moss, Eric Anderson, Elvita. And then, of course, here, Keith, Rob, John, Kim, Stuart, Joseph, Chris, and you, the listeners. We did it. Talk to you again soon.